Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone back to another incredible, amazing, stupendous episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I am Matt, your host, as always, and with me, the owner of a brand new, incredible, public persona Facebook page. He's going to get active on the social medias. Next is going to be an Instagram, probably not a Twitter, definitely a snap dick, mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everyone. Yeah, man, I was I was planning to become an Instagram model because that's like the cool career. Um, you think I have what it takes, Matt? Definitely. I mean, your your picture on our website of you getting ready to go scuba diving is freaking incredible. I don't know why the talent agencies aren't just knocking your door down right now. Yeah, I don't know why either, man. I've, I've, I feel like I've done everything. Uh, like, I am an amazing person, and why aren't they giving me this job? You know what, Mike? I think what you need to do is dick me dead and bury me pregnant. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, with that... Um, Matt, do, do we want to go into the review, or do you want me to ask you what you're drinking? See, come on, that was a great segue into the movie. That was a great segue. <laughs> it, oh, well, it, fine. It, 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 it was a great segue into the movie. Uh, for our listeners, uh, we're about to re- uh, review uh, Fighting With My Family. But uh, first, Matt, what are you drinking? Ah. <sighs> I am boring because we are recording in the AM. Yes, people, I am awake before uh, noon. It is the AM, and so I'm trying to be a good boy, and I am not drinking any alcohol. I am drinking a nice, large, cool glass of iced tea in the snow because I finished my coffee, and I still need some more uh, caffeine. Nice. Nice, Matt. Well, um... I am not trying to be a good boy, and I am drinking a uh, beer from uh, Big Storm Brewing Company, and it's a winter ale called Dunder and Blixen. What? It's not an IPA again? No, it's not an IPA. See, but Mike, because of the time change, it technically is the PM in your world over there in Intercourse, where here it's still the AM. So the instant it clicks over the PM, then, I, then I'm all right. You're oh. just living in the future. Oh, okay. Yep. I knew that. So, speaking of the future, Mike, do you already know who won uh, Movie of the Year in the Oscars tonight? No, but I figure they'll choose the favorite. I don't know which one that is, but okay. Oh, the favorite, like the movie The Favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie The Favorite, starring uh, oh. Emma Stone and... Um, Rachel Weiss and uh, the other lady who's the queen. Anyway, um, did you get, did you get to see that in the theaters? I did. I did see that. Yeah, I saw it too. It was weird. It was real, real weird. Yeah, it was weird. The acting was incredible. The costumes were incredible. The sets were very good. The cinematography was very unique, but the story was really freaking just not not to be British. My cup of tea. Ah, nice. Uh, Matt, what did you think about the fisheye lenses stuff? That was a little weird for me. It was a bit much. Uh, 
when it worked, it worked well, but a lot like uh, another Best Picture nominee that we both reviewed, uh, Roma, it was almost gimmicky where they kept using it over and over and over. Now, they didn't use it over and over and over as much as uh, Alfonso Cuaron did in Roma, but they did use it maybe a little too much. If they would have done it once, twice tops and left it alone, it would have been a lot more impactful, but... Yeah. Anyways, so... Interesting little bit of trivia on the uh, upcoming awards tonight. Did you know the uh, very first Academy Awards was 15 minutes long? And I believe it was 1929, and it was broadcast on the radio. Nice, dude. 15 minutes? <laughs> That's like 15 minutes. just reading off the results. Okay, bye. <laughs> the, the longest ever was uh, the one that was hosted a few years ago. I think it was 2000 and... I don't have it right in front of me. I'd have to look it up. But it was hosted by Whoopi Goldberg. It ran for four hours and 22 minutes. Four hours and 22 minutes. Nice. That's a little too much. Yes. Tonight's, they're estimating it to be three three hours plus long, which in my opinion is still too long. I think if they could get it down to two hours tops, they would be so much better off. But I don't know. Because, I mean, they're losing viewers left and right. And that's one of the hottest topics right now is why the hell are the Academy Awards so freaking long? Yeah. Well, that and I think so many people have gone to streaming of things and they just don't stream channels anymore. So, like, these award shows that are all losing ratings, it's because people just don't watch live things anymore. So, But, but the well, that's not true. Football has had record numbers this year record numbers so people do watch certain things live it's just i really think the general public sees the academy awards specifically as just this pretentious hollywood hollywood-esque bullshit that they're just inflating their egos for three hours and that's it yeah well you know what it is mike they need to televise the poindexter awards Yes, they do. They do need to televise Poindexter Awards. We would be a lot more entertaining. Ours was a solid hour and, what, 45 minutes? Yeah, hour, 45 minutes, no commercials, so easy. Yeah, we're half the length of the Academy Awards. They're just jealous. They can't be the Poindexter Awards. No, they can't. So, anyways, all right, well, let's not get too much into this since we already did do our Poindexter Awards, but Mike... If you had to venture a guess, do you think it would be the favorite that wins movie of the year, best picture? I I think it is going to be the favorite because they love period pieces and uh, some of the other movies have some controversy surrounding them. So I feel like this one's a shoe in I would say um, Green Book, but I think you're right with the favorite just because it's so out there in a period piece like you were saying. Um, Green Book would be okay, but I think the amount of, um, God, you just said it, but the amount of controversy surrounding Green Book is definitely putting a black mark on it, even though it won at the, uh, Golden Globes. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Bohemian Rhapsody either. So, but I agree. It probably will be the favorite. All right, Mike. Well, enough about the Academy Awards. 
Let's go ahead and get our review underway. We're, we've been off topic enough. I'm going to go ahead and say the quote that you really freaking love from this movie again, and then you can roll into it like I was trying to do earlier. So, Mike, go ahead and dick me dead and bury me pregnant. Uh, it's so funny. Um, anyway, uh, so we're reviewing uh, Fighting With My Family. Uh, it's directed by Stephen uh, Merkant and written by Stephen Merkant. Uh, and it's starring, uh, Dwayne, uh, The Rock Johnson, Lena Headley, Vince Vaughn, Florence Pugh, uh, Nick Frost, Jack Loudon, and it's, uh, a movie about a former wrestler and his family make a living performing at small venues around the country while his kids dream of joining World Wrestling Entertainment. That's not a very good description at all. It's more about the story of his daughter, but well, that's okay. That's what the, that's uh, that's what uh, our unofficial sponsor IMDb has. I I, under, I hear you, but it's just not a very good uh, ex you know synopsis. But anyways, because it's not really about Nick Nick Frost's character. I mean, it is, but it isn't. But it is, you know, kind of thing. He's a major character in it. But I have to say, dude, that was one of my favorite parts. Was uh, seeing Nick Frost. I mean, he was really in this movie a lot more than I thought he was going to be, and he did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in it quite a bit. Uh, even some of the physical stuff with the wrestling. Like, I know it was all, um, you know, uh, kind of fake or whatever. But it's 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 uh, it it was fun to watch those kind of backyard wrestling, you know, mom and pop wrestling stuff, like shows that they 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 had, you know, all over the place. So, Mike, what did you think of Fighting With My Family? Uh, I thought this was a good movie. Uh, it's, you know, kind of your classic story of uh, overcoming uh, yourself, like, you know, overcoming problems and uh, doing things for the family and stuff that maybe you wouldn't have done by yourself. And, you know, uh, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, well acted. It was, it was, uh, it was good. Well, I am not much of a wrestling fan nowadays. I used to be when I was younger. I think both of us were when we were younger. I remember watching a few pay-per-views and things and, you know, the recognizable faces, you know, the Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, you know, people like that, there were, they had clips in here. Um, I'm not familiar with the story this movie is based on, uh, page i haven't really paid attention to wrestling since probably middle school maybe high school maybe i've never had an issue with wrestling it's just not really my thing it's uh it's too soap opera e for me and i'm not i'm not super huge into that but i did really enjoy this movie i had a few things that i i would have liked to have seen more of um it's a very good story, a rags to riches kind of story in a way. Um, definitely overcoming adversity. Uh, for me, it was a massive emotional roller coaster from start to finish. It's you're down in the dumps, you're happy. You're down in the dumps, you're happy. You're down in the dumps, you're happy. It just keeps going back and forth throughout this whole movie. And I don't know if I like that or if I didn't like that. I don't know. I wasn't a huge. 
I guess I'd say I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it definitely made you feel something, and that's what movies are supposed to do. So, yeah, I I really liked um, Vince Vaughn's character, um, who uh, The Rock lovingly refers to as sex tape because he makes yeah. you famous. Um, that was so funny. Anyway, uh, I I enjoyed his character because he was very genuine. He was very harsh. He was very harsh, but. He was in the role of finding people that are going to be stars for the WWE. And, you know, it's not easy. And, uh, you know, he was looking for this certain sparkle or whatever. And it was, uh, it was, it was cool because it was real, you know, like, you know, not everything's going to be a happy ending. The, you know, you tried for it, you made it this far, but you're not going to make it. Well, and it was nice to see Vince Vaughn do a role that isn't 100% comedic. It was definitely more serious. And a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, a lot of his roles that he's done in his previous films, especially some of his first films, typically were more serious. It's only in the past, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 years, he's really turned on the comedian roles and done the more comedic roles. Yeah, and this was this was a good one. I, I I thought he did a really good job in it. Um, it was <laughs> it's it's hard for me to see um, you know uh, uh, the queen in in roles other than the queen, but I thought uh, Lena Headley did a great job um, in this movie as well. What Cersei Lannister? Yes, yes. It, it, it's it's hard to see her not as Cersei Lannister because uh, all I mean after Game of Thrones and she even was almost that kind of character in uh, the role uh, three hundred. So it's like ah, uh. well she was a queen in three hundred. That's for sure. So I I don't know, man. I like I like her as an actress. I think Lena Headley's a very good actress. And I think she really did well in this one. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, you know, uh, what, what what did you think of um, the the WWE is uh, headquartered in Orlando, Florida, or at least uh, they had all the uh, the training there. That was I weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, the WWE is headquartered in Orlando. I could be wrong on that, but their lower tier that's below the WWE, it's a part of WWE, but it's kind of like their uh, minor league, I guess you would say. It's called NXT. Yeah, I guess. Is that their farm team, kind of, if you want to think about it? It's kind of their farm league, yeah. It's where they learn how to wrestle. It's where they learn how to uh, build their characters and stuff like that. And they have their own belts and their own championships and things like that. I'll get that more into that in the spoiler section. And so I did a little bit of research about that, but that was that was unique. It was it was interesting. I didn't. It was kind of shocking to find out it was in Orlando because I didn't know that. But yeah, I mean, who would have thought? Like uh, you know, the house of the mouse and uh, the house of NXT wrestling stuff okay yeah like i i I honestly didn't know that went on over there but i mean i guess why would you because you know that's that's the beauty of tv and a lot of different content it can come from anywhere they just film it and you know shoot it out all over the place so well i'm just personally shocked 
that uh, the WWE is not owned by Disney because they own everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just give them a few weeks, Matt. You know, they could, you know, I know you're still hurting from when they bought Lucasfilm, but I mean, Lucas wasn't doing anything with it, Matt. God, dude, that was one of the best South Park episodes ever, too. All right, Mike, uh, I don't know how much more we can discuss without spoiling it because uh, it is based on a true story, so I guess we can spoil it if we want to, but I don't think we should nah. in case people do go see it because I didn't know the true story. But again, I'm not a huge fan of wrestling. Yeah, let's uh, let's not spoil it and let's just, uh, you know, uh, go into the next segment. Okay, so you want me to go, how does... Ugh, I messed that up. So, Mike, how does <laughs> fighting with my family relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. Um, so I had to look kind of, kind of a little harder than I thought I would have to look since this is a, a newer movie. That's what uh, she said? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was able to find the uh, hair, uh, makeup hairstylist, uh, Darlene Brumfield, uh, also worked on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, good. That's nice. I like that movie, too. That was a fun movie. And you tried to say it was the best Marvel cinematic, cinematic movie of last year, which is wrong. Yeah, yeah, it really, uh, really hurt. It like blew your head up. You were just like, "What? He can't be." Yeah, no, I was just messing with you, dude. A- anybody who wants to hear that, make sure and go back and listen to the Poindexter Awards. What episode was that? Episode eighty-eight, I think. Yes, I think it was episode eighty-eight. I don't have it pulled up on my internet's. Isn't it seventy-nine? Is seventy-nine? No, it's not. I don't think so. Oh man! See oh, now, man. I don't want to type shit in. If you hold want, on. You let, can me type, let me you look. Can type let me look. Hold, hold on. Stand, stand by. You talk about some fun stuff. My keyboard makes way too much noise for me to type anything in. So. All right. So is episode eighty-eight? You are correct. Oh, oh! In your face! In your face! Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you smell what the mat is cooking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do, I do. Uh, it's 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 not a good smell. Not a good I'm smell at all. Bacon brownies. Yeah. Um. So, Matt, I know over here in uh, intercourse, it's it's a little bit cold. But well, what happened over there in uh, Arizona? I heard it was like snowpocalypse. Yeah, you're talking about the snowpocalypse. Snowpocalypse of 2019, where basically all of Arizona got snow except for Phoenix, and it scared everyone. Yes, we got we got uh, according to the National Weather Service, downtown Prescott got twenty eight inches of snow. Twenty eight inches, man! You know that's that's always what you wanted her to say, right? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Twenty eight inches, I can't handle that. And then uh, your former residence and. Alma mater. Alma mater, yeah. yeah. They got, uh, according to the National Weather Service, I believe 40 or 44 inches of snow. 
Yeah, I think I saw something about uh, 40 inches official in one day, which blew away their last record of snowfall, which was from like 1911. Yeah, ours is uh, here in Prescott. It was something like that. I think the last time they got this much snow, it wasn't a record, but the last time we got this much snow was like 82. And then um, the longtime Prescott residents, there was a snowstorm that hit in the 60s that literally brought the entire town to a complete halt. And I don't remember how much they got there, but that made... That was on the level of this storm, if not more than this storm that we got. So, wow, wow, it's been fun. It's been real interesting. Uh, you know, I haven't had much of an issue. I have a big four wheel drive truck. The snow plows have been doing really quite a good job, except for in the neighborhoods. So, the most difficult part I had in was getting out of my neighborhood because I live in the hills, which uh, hills, snow, and ice don't mix real well, especially when they don't clear the roads. So. Yeah, no, that's not a good combination. So, anyways, Mike, back on our movie of Fighting With My Family. What do you want to spoil about it, Mike? Well, I mean, should we talk about how, uh, you know, the the she gets into the WWE and it's a fairly happy story kind of thing? Or what? what, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to see the, 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 she won the Divas, what was it, Divas belt? Something. Yeah, the, the Divas championship title or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's the female equivalent belt. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, I looked it up and that was because I was like, man, they just rushed through this. How the hell did she win the championship in her first match in WWE ever? And I looked it up and that is what really happened. Yeah, I guess um I don't know that I guess they just they brought out, you know, her and um she she seemed a little starstruck. Uh I mean, it would be kind of overwhelming to go from a kind of a smaller crowd of like maybe a couple hundred to thousands in an arena and uh but she, she ended up doing the job and uh that that was cool. Now, I do know one thing that a few of my friends that pay attention to wrestling have commented about that they left completely out and it hinges on what I feel they should have added in as well. But, uh, the NXT has a championship belt as well. They have a divas one for the females and they have a regular one for the males, but they, she was, in NXT, before it was NXT, it was called FCW, the Florida Championship Wrestling. And then WWE rebranded it as NXT. And she won the first Divas belt for NXT. And then she moved up to Raw later on in her career. But they didn't even touch on that, that she even really competed much in NXT. And not to take off too much with this, but... That's one of my complaints about this movie is I think they spent a little bit too much time in the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, I like a lot of it. It was very good. It was well done. It built the character, it built the story, it things like that. But I also think they should have had a little bit more wrestling in it. Like not just the training and everything, but the actual matches and her 
rise to fame because how it comes off in the movie, at least to me, is that she works out and gets up to NXT. She wrestles a couple times in NXT and then bam, she's in WWE and then bam, she wins everything. Yeah, that was kind of, I mean, it was a little bit rushed uh, for sure. And, and I think it it's wasn't just they like didn't, that in yeah, real life. Yeah, I think they just didn't want to, you know, say like, because what, what were you saying, Matt, earlier before we, we were talking a little bit before the pod about what we were going to talk about. And um, you were saying that she was in NXT or, or the Florida, whatever it was called, uh, you know, for three years before she got that, that opportunity to get to the you know, WWE, right? Well, let's see. Right here, she was in the Florida Championship Wrestling from 2011 and 2012. And 2012 is when they changed it over to the NXT. And she won the NXT Women's Championship belt. Uh, and it went from 2012 until 2014. So that's three years where she spent in the minor league of the WWE, I guess you would say. And then she made her debut on Raw on the 7th of April in 2014. It was the night after WrestleMania 30. She was going to congratulate the Divas champion, AJ Lee, on her successful title defense at the pay-per-view event when AJ slapped Paige, challenging her to an impromptu match for the championship which Paige quickly won, making her the youngest Divas champion in history at the age of 21. Nice, nice. So from, and she did join the WWE at 18. It just took her three years to get to Raw. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I know in the movie they highlighted how she started wrestling at 13. So she had about five years of kind of amateur backyard you know, family kind of wrestling stuff. So she learned a lot of more than the basics and all kinds of stuff. And um, then they they got the chance to do the audition uh, over there in, in London, uh, England at the O2 Arena, which is, I guess, their, their big, big venue. Now, versus the real life story, she tried out for the WWE twice. She got passed over the first time. Oh, well, you know, and she got signed the second time. Okay. So, you know, you know, movies. So anyways, yeah, it's, it's movies. They got to rush it and everything. I, I understand that, but that's one of my biggest complaints about this movie. I like the emotional stuff to a level, but like I was saying earlier, it really feels like it's just all emotional stuff. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. You know, uh, the shit with her brother, the shit with her brother that's in prison, the shit with her dad, then the problem she has going through when she first signs on and is in America, in Florida, and how no one will accept her and all this shit. It's just, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. Okay, I signed on to the WWE. Oh shit, my brother can't go with me. Oh, I'm here. This is great. This is awesome. Oh shit, everybody hates me. You know, it was just constant up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. And I just wanted more of the wrestling and her rise to fame, her climbing up the ladder is what I would have liked to have seen more of. Yeah. 
No, you're you're right. It's it's a lot of up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, it's fine though. I mean, I I just didn't. I personally didn't like it a whole lot, but I do like that it made me feel something. I mean, but it was just like constantly toying with your emotions. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I was just thinking, it's it's been a couple months, and I haven't seen. Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a movie, and I'm glad that he's back because he seems to be in a movie every quarter at least. Do you think we're going to have to change the name of our podcast to the Real Rock Podcast? <laughs> no, because I don't think I could smell what the Rock is cooking. Whatever it is, he's cooking it good because he keeps getting in all kinds of movies. Well, he actually produced this one as yeah, well. He, so I mean, he's I mean, is this guy's I I don't even know. He probably has several people who uh take care of his day-to-day life because it, I mean, I feel like he's just filming all the time and they're probably like, "Hey, you've got to go fly in this plane." He's like, "Why? Don't ask why. You have to be over there. You have to f- film a movie." Oh, okay. People are even saying this movie is The Rock's movie. So I think he had almost more of a hand than just a producer in it. But the producer is a pretty big title, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he starred in it. Uh, well, not not starred. I not mean, he's starred. really just like a, uh, he's a, uh, what would you say that? Uh, a co-star? Cameo. Well, a little bit more than cameo because no, cameo dude, is just he, like just walk on. He was in this a couple times. There's yeah, he was in it literally, literally, literally twice. Literally, literally twice. twice. Yeah. If that's okay. not a cameo, then I don't know what the hell it is. It's a double cameo though, because normally Fine. you only do one cameo, man. Fine, then it's a double cameo. All right. I mean, they're they're both very small parts. They're fun and they're hilarious and they're pretty cool, but they're not. It, I would not even put it as a co-star. All right, all right. I do like book. I do like how The Rock can make fun of himself pretty easily. I enjoy that quite a bit. So he has a fairly good sense of humor. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I like how they are making fun of him. They're like, "Yeah, I've been a fan of you since you've had hair." And he's like, "It's a choice." <laughs> That was funny. That was pretty good. <laughs> no, there's some funny stuff. I mean, he's he's essentially making fun of himself sometimes, and I, I enjoy that. I like that he can do that. So, What do uh, the young kids call that now? They call that what? Meta? Oh, I, I, you got me, man. Well, if, if that's what you say they do, then yes. I don't know. I'm not hip to these young whippersnappers. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just... I just try and selfie my penis like everybody else, and you know, it's a snap dick for you. Yeah, you know, it is there one second, gone the next, uh, except for it's not. Yeah, except it's on the internet forever. But that's fine. When I went for run for president, it'll be fun for somebody. You're running for president. You no. heard it here, folks. <sighs> this is Mike's bid, President 2020, Mysterious Mike. No, no, I can't do that. Don't have the money. Apparently, you have to have some money to run for president. Do you have money? You're mysterious, Mike Talent. Yeah, yeah. The, well, we'll, well, we could work on uh, getting some revenue from this, and then, then maybe I'll run for president. Mysterious Mike Talent, 2020. I'm getting the signs made. 
We're getting him done. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. So, Mike, other than your presidential bid, how do you rate fighting with my family? How many reels? Uh, so I'm going to rate this uh, three out of five reels. Um, I I liked it for the most part. It, it, you know, it's a fairly, you know, I it, nothing surprised me in this movie. But, uh, you know, it's pretty good. And uh, I, I like the story. And it's cool to see something different. I mean, it's definitely different to see stuff about a wrestling family and like out of Norwich, England or whatever. Um, so that was cool. I, I liked all that stuff. Didn't they always correct people that it wasn't Norwich, it's Norwich? Yeah, I think so. That's why I said it wrong. That's why I said it wrong as well. (laughs) That's so funny. How the hell do you have a silent W? I don't know. Well, Mike, uh, I almost agree with you. I give fighting with my family three and a half reels out of five. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I felt it was just a little bit above average. There, like I pointed out, there's some things I would have liked to have seen more of. I thought the acting was good. I thought the sets were good. The story was very good. Um, you know, you guys just heard what I thought, but yeah, three and a half reels out of five. All right, cool, man. Um, so, do you want to say anything about what we're going to review next week, or? Well, maybe we should tell the folks what we're going to talk about on Thursday first. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So, Mike, this is one of your picks, even though I think I was probably more excited to see this movie than you were, because I heard about it during the Sundance Film Festival when Netflix got it and then immediately released it. That is uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, uh, it's it's on Netflix right now, streaming, and um, yeah, I'm... Definitely interested to talk about it with you. I really liked the uh, idea of it being killer paintings, being a... I can't believe I'm going to admit this publicly, but it's public knowledge that I actually have an art degree, and I have had to deal with a lot of the things that go on in this movie other than the killer paintings. (laughs) Oh. I was really excited about this movie. I bet I probably liked it even more than you did, even though it's a horror movie. Um, It's just, I have a little bit more insight into that world, not the LA art scene for sure. But I grew up, you know, I spent, what, four and a half years, five years, something dabbling with this crap when I was in college. And it's it's an interesting look into that world. That's for sure. Velvet Buzzsaw. Tune in on Thursday for our review of that one. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, all right, Mike. Well, I don't have anything else other than go see Fighting With My Family. It's fun, and there isn't a whole hell of a lot else out there. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Matt. Yeah, go see this. If you, if you want to go see something in the theater, this is a good one to see. There's not much out there. Uh, with that... Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.